All right, welcome everybody to a special Governor's Cup preview episode. Uh, today I have one of my great friends, Joey Scroggy, on here. Been great friends for a long time. Went to school together just like Cooper and I did. Uh, but, I mean, he's a Kentucky fan. I kind of wanted to get a Kentucky fan's perspective on this because I don't really know a lot about their football team. So, uh, everybody, welcome, Joey. What's up, guys? What's up? So, uh, we're going to basically what we're going to do today is we're going to do a position by position breakdown quarterback, running back, everything. We're, we're bunching together wide receivers and tight ends, and he's going to give his perspective on that. I'm going to give mine. Then we'll go over the spread, the over-under, and, and then we'll give our predictions at the end of it. So, I mean, we'll start out. I mean, I think we, we both can pretty much agree at the quarterback position who we think is going to who's gonna own that one. I mean, Louisville has, if not the best quarterback in the nation, probably one of the top three, even though the awards don't really show that. By voting, uh, I mean, what do you what do you got stats wise for Steven Johnson? I mean, Steven's been pretty good all year. Uh, last year, during that Louisville game, was definitely his best game. Uh, I think he threw for more passing yards and less turnovers, but I mean, that's kind of Steven Johnson's game. It was almost like his coming out party, if you will. It was like he gained so much confidence going into this season from that Louisville game because he saw. Okay, I can throw against pretty much anybody. Yeah, and the coaching I, staff still isn't. Yeah, yeah, the coaching staff still. I mean, I, I mean, I know we'll cover them in a second, but I mean, you have to. I, I mean, they they have a good running back core in Kentucky. I think both teams do. If outside of Lamar, I'm, it's tough to say because I mean they have so many good wide receivers too, but with, hindered by drops and everything. You, I mean, you. I'd say probably our running back core, now that they're all healthy, is probably our second-best position. But, I mean, will we both agree that Louisville would probably take the quarterback position? Oh, absolutely. And I would also put Louisville's wide receivers as their second-best position. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I don't know if it's injuries or what. But yeah, there's just so many – there's been so many drops in the games that, I mean, have cost us in some games, fumbles and everything like that. But we'll go ahead and move uh, move forward to to running backs. Uh, what do you got for uh, Kentucky? I mean, it's pretty much the Benny Snell show. Uh, the guy's Sahim, a stud. Yeah, Sahim's been a good backup, but everything relies on Benny. So. Yeah, I I told uh, I told our friend Smitty. I said, man, Benny Snell is one player off that team. I wish we could have in Louisville. A guy. I mean, the guy's a hoss. Can pretty much get through any defensive line, anything like that. Um, what's he? What's he averaging rushing yards on the season? Rushing yards? I do not have that pulled up. I know he's got sixteen rushing touchdowns. I mean, which is unbelievable. He's already, uh, he's already up there. Like I think he's passed the Kentucky record for more, most most uh, rushing touchdowns in a career as a sophomore. As a, and that's a true sophomore, not just a, that's not Richard. And he also didn't play in the first three games last year, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, rushing yards wise, uh, we decided that we wanted to take Lamar out of that because it kind that's of unfair. yeah, it kind of <laughs> yeah, it kind of muddies the water with everything. Uh, but I mean, with without Lamar, I mean, you got Malik Williams at about fifty-seven yards a game, Reggie Bonifant at 30, 35, and Dave Williams, who's really only started playing the past five or six games at forty-two and a half. So, I mean, it's kind of – I mean, Malik Williams was out – got hurt in the NC State game. He was the one with that really nasty elbow injury. Uh, he's come back strong, had a really big game against Syracuse. Nine rushes for 180 yards. 
So, I mean, it's kind of tough because you see all you see his rushing stats, but you know that I mean, with him still playing, he probably could have averaged a lot more. Oh yeah, I mean Lamar takes some of the rushing stats down for all those running backs, so you don't really know what you got. I mean, with without Lamar, you're averaging 124 rushing yards. I mean, that's that's a lot of rushing, which, I mean, I know it's kind of unfair to kind of take that away, but he's not a running back, so and that's what we're covering. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I think you'll, I'll go with Kentucky on this one. I think Benny Snell out of both running – out of both backfields really is the most talented running back out of both yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, he's leading the SEC in a lot of categories, so you'd almost have to just lean Snell. And he hasn't had any problems really fumbling the ball this year. Yeah, and that that is a problem that that Malik Williams has had since he's been here. I mean, he's fumbled the ball a lot. Um, So right now we got 1-1, Louisville quarterback, uh, Kentucky running back. So we'll move to the receivers. Uh, Louisville, like you said, man, has a lot of of really, really good receivers, a lot of big receivers. And, I mean, we start with Jalen Smith averaging – Literally a quarter of a yard under 100 for a game. Uh, five touchdowns. But I think the biggest thing is you look at Des Fitzpatrick, who has the Louisville freshman record for touchdowns in the season, and still has probably two games left. I mean, or he has at least two games left with uh, Kentucky in a bowl game. Uh, I mean, right there you have 150 yards receiving, and then you had Seth Dawkins. There's 200, 200 of the of the receiving yards averaged a game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd probably give it to Louisville with C.J. Conrad being out. It's probably going to hurt Benny in the rushing game, too, because he's such a good blocker. But, I mean, you have to ask the question, are Louisville's wide receivers system wide receivers? Because Lamar's so good. Well, I mean, not even just the Lamar thing. I mean, you think back to Bobby's first tenure here, we had so many receivers that looked so good. I mean, granted, some of them went to the NFL, but more often than not, you're absolutely right. And maybe this be a system thing. I don't know. I, I do think that Jalen and Dez will play in the NFL, especially Dez Fitzpatrick. I mean, Dez Fitzpatrick being a, a redshirt freshman. Yeah, I mean, that kid can play. I mean, we also have Charles Stanberry with three touchdowns and Reggie with another receiving touchdown. But I mean, overall, it's really the Jalen's, Dez, and Seth show, to be honest with you. Um, and you say, well, maybe if we can take this guy away, it doesn't really matter because you have those other two guys. If they're not dropping passes, I, I mean, this game this game could get ugly through the air. I, I, was, I was looking at Kentucky's stats. I mean, they're low, but, I mean, Garrett's had a great game against Louisville. Yeah, like every year. So I think last year he had 160 yards receiving. Yeah. So I mean, he's only at 500 yards for the year, but they just they don't throw it a lot. And he's mainly he runs like slants. Like all his yards are five or six yard gains. I mean, that's just not Kentucky's offense. They don't try to blow anyone away. I don't think they could. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you say CJ Conrad's out. So who's going to be your else number one? You think it's Garrett. Garrett. I mean Garrett was he's typically the number one. I think uh, the I think a possible mismatch that I could see with Kentucky wide receivers. Uh I mean the couple games of Euros that I have watched, I've uh, what's his what's his name? Blake Bone, is that his name? The yeah. Really big wide receiver. I mean he has flashes where he could be very good. I mean it, I, what year is he? 
He's a senior, but he's like a one-hit wonder. So he'll catch one pass for sixty. But yards. the thing is, man, is is our is our uh, second second and sometimes third DBs are are kind of sketchy. I mean, they've looked better since uh, Jair has gotten back, and I really think that that's a big thing. But I mean, he him being that big of a receiver could definitely hint, could definitely hurt Louisville. Um, I mean, I think I'm still going to – I don't – actually, I don't think I'm, – I'm still going to go with Louisville on my side with wide receivers, but uh, especially with Conrad being out. Um, so, I mean, you, would you agree with that one? Yeah, for the season, I would. It's just hard to say for the game. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that Lynn Bowden gets more touches with yeah. Conrad out. He's pretty exciting. So Yeah. Um, so, the next one we're going to go to is the offensive line, which – Everybody that watched Louisville last year pretty much looked like a revolving door. Just go ahead and let everybody in here and touch Lamar if you want to. And he still had those unbelievable stats that he did. Uh, I mean, this season, uh, they've still given up 27 sacks. They've also given up 54 tackles for loss, and we've also uh, lost 11 fumbles. So, I mean, they have, uh, to me, seeing those, it's, it kind of surprised me, I think. Really, I think it was the Wake Forest game. We gave up like seven. We gave up like seven sacks in that one game. So I mean, I think that kind of. I mean, if you let's just say you gave up half that, so you only gave up four. Twenty-four sacks in eleven games is pretty good. It's what if you give that up. Um, to me, I think our offensive line is definitely. It's definitely improved from last season. It's definitely not where I still want it to be, but they're also still really young. They have stretches where it's like I'm. Scared for Lamar's life. Like, yeah, like the Clemson game, which yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody that's played Clemson this year has been running for their life at quarterback. It's hit or miss. Like I've watched games where it's like, is Lamar even going to make it to the NFL, or is he going to killed right here? And so, then you have pictures like at, at, during the Syracuse game last week where you have Lamar running towards the camera, and then you have all four of the defensive linemen sitting on the ground, and all four, all five of our offensive linemen standing up. You're right. They play well in stretches, and I think that bodes to them being so young. We have a lot of talent, and we have a lot of size on it. It's just the experience factor sometimes hurts them. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I mean, last year I would have given it to Kentucky, but with Cole Mosier being out this year, I mean, they've still done pretty well. It took a while. I mean, I don't think Benny hit 100 yards until a few games into the – And he's still season. and he's still averaging that, and he still has that many yards. Well, he's been on a stretch where he's averaged like dang near 170 yards a game. So. That's a, yeah, that's that, that was one of the Georgia, keys. Why. Georgia broke the stretch. But he had yeah. 95, but, I mean, Georgia's defense is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's that goes back to why I pretty much said, yeah, give that to Kentucky with the running back because Benny Snell is a stud. Uh, yeah, and another thing is, like, if you just had a regular quarterback back there, uh, I mean, I feel like they'd get – I mean, imagine if Louisville didn't have a running QB to get out yeah, of Yeah, I mean, you have to think that those sacks are probably at least 10 more, at least. Yeah. Uh, it's And then the tackles for loss, I mean, that that's still really high. 54 tackles for tackles for loss given up. That's a whole, whole lot. Um, so, I mean uh, – I like our offensive line. I think especially since, I mean, really the bye week, our offensive line has played really well. I mean, granted it was against Virginia and Syracuse, but, I mean, Syracuse did beat Clemson. 
Virginia gave Miami, who we're watching on TV right now, is looks like they're probably going to lose. I mean, you got Pittsburgh up 17-7 with four and a half minutes left and just got another first down. So, I mean, Virginia did give them all everything they wanted until the what was the fourth quarter when Miami kind of pretty much went off. So, it, yeah, it's Virginia and Syracuse, but you those teams haven't looked too bad here lately. No, I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, like, Kentucky surprisingly has beaten seven and eight win teams this year. It hasn't been yeah. that bad. I mean, a lot of people wishes they could beat Florida. I mean, that would make just so much of a difference in people's, you know, optimism. I mean, they have the same exact record heading to this game, but just this, like, bad stretch against Georgia. I mean, they look good against Vandy, but, I mean, everyone's kind of been putting it on Vandy. But I mean, which is crazy because you look at what the first three games, Vandy beat two ranked teams, and there was it their first three games or first two games? But they they won in Bama. Bama. Yeah, they, yeah. ever since out. they won in Bama, they lost their soul. Alabama just completely ran them into the ground, and it was over after that. So stupid. Um, so uh, I, I think I'm going to go with our offensive line just with the trajectory that we're kind of playing with here lately. I mean, I'd roll with Kentucky's, I really would. Uh, a lot of Steven Johnson's sacks are because he doesn't get rid of the ball. Uh, he yeah. has, like, good rushing sta- uh, stats. I mean, he's had big runs this season, but a lot of it's just he just holds on. So what is he now? Is he a redshirt junior? Or this is his – yeah, he's a senior. Actually. He's a senior? Yeah, he's okay. a redshirt senior. And <clears throat> so from there we go to the defensive line. Uh, Louisville's defensive line coming into the season was supposed to be – our strong points were supposed to be – our D line and our DBs, and then our best defensive player, arguably our second best player on the team, gets hurt first game of the season. But I mean, our defensive line with James Hearns and and Travion Young, ever since Jair has come back, have just been playing like their hairs on fire. Um, I mean, we we've we're getting to the we're getting to the quarterback now. I mean, on the season we have twenty two sacks. Uh, 69 tackles for loss. We forced eight fumbles. Um, and I, f- I feel like most of that stuff has come since Jair has come back because now you have that number one shutdown corner who covers that wide receiver and really makes it easier for the defensive lineman to get in there. Yeah, I'd probably give the edge to the Louisville. Uh, Kentucky's kind of banged up. Uh, Quentin Bohana got hurt last week and – so Matt Elam's gonna have to play more, and Matt Elam just. I think I, I think we need touch, to add a. I think we need to add something else in this. I think it's something we talked about before, and I, I mean you may know what I'm talking about. Who who is a bigger bust? Do you think? Do you think it's Matt Elam or do you think it's James Quick? I mean, I can't speak a lot for James Quick, but I've seen Matt Elam play his entire career, <laughs> and I've also not seen him make a tackle in person, and I've been to. <laughs> 25 games in the yeah. past four years. I mean, is 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 Elam Kentucky's highest recruit ever? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, James Quick is Louisville's highest recruit ever. And, I mean, you think about – I mean, he was just – man, he would drop so many passes. for. I mean, he had the speed to kill people on and get open. But then he would get hit in the hands and was like, would you just hit him in the weak spot? Or, That's the opposite from that. He yeah. actually doesn't have the speed. Yeah, he does. I, the only – I felt like he probably had speed yesterday during Thanksgiving. People. Getting, getting to the food and Thanksgiving, that's oh. that's really probably it. I hope he didn't eat a lot of turkey beef. 
it's like, I, 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 that's maybe that's a, a topic for another show, but man, that's, I mean, I feel bad for bashing one of the players on my favorite team, but it's like, man, coming into Louisville, you were supposed to be just that guy. I do like Denzel Ware against Louisville. He's a really athletic dude. Uh, I mean, he actually gets interceptions on the line. So, yeah, that's. If you, I'm, does he have multiple interceptions? Or yeah, he's got several. Uh, I thought he was going to return one last week, but yeah. So against Georgia. Um, I mean, I think I, I think I'm going to go with, especially with Jair being back, which we'll cover that in a minute. I, I think I'm going to go with Louisville again uh, on the defensive line. Yeah, and a lot of that I can't tell if it's just going up against Georgia because Nick Chubb and uh, yeah, I forget the other guy's name. But I mean, you talking about the other running back for Georgia? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they so have Michelle. I mean, I feel like they're just like top of the line, so I can't tell if that's just them being awesome or Kentucky struggling. I mean, they have what three running backs that would start pretty much anywhere because even that don't they have a freshman running back that's really good too at Georgia? Yeah, I'd like to say that. I yeah, mean, but those are two dudes. Those, I mean, those two guys could literally still. go anywhere outside of Penn State, Stanford, and like Alabama and start. And so, literally anywhere and start. They're just they're really really good. So, uh, who who you who you going with on a D line? You going with Kentucky? You going with Louisville? I'm going with Louisville as a So, right now I have Louisville with quarterback. And wide receiver, and O line and D line. You have uh, you have Kentucky on the O line and running backs, right? Yes. And quarterbacks, uh, wide receivers, and D line. We have the same thing. So uh, linebackers has kind of been really what we kind of thought. It's been kind of disappointing for Louisville. I mean, we had Stacy Thomas who missed. You know, he didn't play in three games because he got hurt, uh, but he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be everything for us, and when he's played, he's looked good. But I, I kind of wonder how much of our of all of our defense has been hindered by that Jair, which is such a cop out. I feel like, but when you watch him play, the guys, I don't know, man. He's just he's just a shutdown corner. So I mean, you got Stacy Thomas, who's who's got fifty tackles and a sack, and he didn't play in three games. So fifty tackles in eight games is pretty good. And the Dorian Etheridge, who's got sixty nine tackles, and he's played in every game. So, I mean, uh, what do you got for Kentucky? I mean, they got Courtney Love. Uh, he actually, let's see, he's got 72 tackles this year, two fumble recoveries. He actually uh, recovered that Lamar Jackson fumble at the end of the game last year. Mm. So It's a tough one. Just stab knife in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'd probably give the advantage to Kentucky. Hopefully, I forgot his name. I mean, I, I can I can agree with that. I mean, I was leaning more towards Kentucky because, I mean, our linebackers have played decent, but no, none of them have really stepped up and taken that role. And maybe that's just because Stacey Thomas has been out. It's kind of a vocal and, and on-field leader for us. Plus, Jordan Jones is due. I mean, he got hurt earlier this season, and he just hasn't had the same year as he did last year. So uh, I expect a pretty good game out of him tomorrow. Yeah, now – uh, so we both agreed to give the linebackers to Kentucky. So now we move to defensive backs and safeties. So coming into the season, you know, Louisville gave themselves the names of tax boys because they were going to be taking 
taking money from everybody is what they said, and it was pretty much like, uh, like a, they were like a soup kitchen giving everybody everything. It was, I mean, and like I said, it, it's like I've been mentioning this whole time. I really think it it goes to Jair being out because I was that he, I literally just watched him on defense in that Syracuse game. I mean, you have him coming up and making tackles in the backfield. Um, you have him getting interceptions. He's covering one of the best receivers in the ACC and literally held him to one catch all game. And, I mean, that guy's uh, they actually tweeted out when he made his first catch, Syracuse football did, and said uh, he only needs four more catches to break the school record for catches. Didn't get another catch the rest of the game, and that was in the first quarter. So, I mean, to me – Louisville has the best defensive player on the field, which I hear Alexander with him. He, I mean, he's probably, I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's playing now, he's going to play himself into the first round with these last four games. Um, but outside of him, we have Chucky Williams, Rush East, who's a true freshman, who's the son of Craig East, who played at Kentucky, Tremaine, Tremaine Washington, D. Smith, and Zyke Scandic. Tremaine Washington. I mean, you literally see his last name a lot because he's getting beat over the top all the time. So that's a good thing that he got moved over to the second and third receivers a lot because that was that's why our passing, giving up so many passing yards is, is the way it is because Tremaine Washington was guarding the best receiver on the other team. Yeah, I mean, coming into the season, Kentucky's secondary was supposed to be, like, fantastic, and it's really been a disappointment all yeah. year. I don't know if that has to do with, the, like, them not being able to get a good pass rush. So, like, you know, you can't keep them honest. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that that's such a big thing. Like, those you, – you see with they, the big uglies is what they call them, the, the, the guys in the trenches, you don't realize that the front and the back help each other so much because if the guys in the back aren't covering, the guys up there don't have enough time to rush the quarterback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if the DBs are covering and these guys aren't rushing, they're still – you can only guard for so long. I mean, once they start that scramble drill, I mean, you're going to get beat. You can have all those players out there. Someone's going to get open. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky has a lot of talent with, uh, like, Derek Beatty back there. Uh, he's projected to go to the NFL. Chris Westry's been – he's had a disappointing season. He just got jumped by uh, Lonnie Johnson. But, I mean, right now they're not playing good. So, I mean, heading to the season, I thought this would be a no-brainer for Kentucky, but – yeah. I would definitely lean uh, Louisville right now. But, I mean, Louisville still has a tendency to get burned deep. So It's it's honestly you, you just wonder which Louisville team will show up in the defensive. I mean, yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks ago they just gave up 42 points to it, Wake Forest. It, so. To be honest with you, if this was before the bye week, I wouldn't even look at – we wouldn't even have this conversation at all. Like it would be I – w- I would take pretty much any defensive backfield over Louisville's at that point. It's just – that's how bad we were. It was. I mean, we were giving up. We gave up forty-five points to Boston College, and forty-two to Wake Forest. That was before everyone. Yeah, that but, was like a coming out party for that running back. But yeah, that one burned me. Yeah, that was that was terrible. So, uh, I mean, Louisville has twelve interceptions on the season, and like, and this is pretty much what kind of pointed out that to me how important Jair, how important Jair really is to the team. Five of the interceptions have been in the last two games since Jair's been 100%. That's that's big to me. I mean, because he was back before the bye week at Wake Forest, but he still wasn't 100% still wasn't guarding the number one receiver. So, 
like I, I again, I'm leaning towards Louisville. Um, you say you're going to lean towards Louisville also? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, Kentucky's been getting interceptions the past couple of weeks. I think they got three or four against Fandy. Yeah. I know they had one last week. So, I mean, the talent's there. I just – this was supposed to be Stoops. And, and who knows, man. Maybe, maybe this is – I mean, I hate to say this because if you're a Division One athlete, you really shouldn't have to get pumped up to play football. But maybe this rivalry game and, and everything is just something that they need to get them pumped up. Is, I mean, I really outside of that fourth quarter, which I know is tough, but outside of that fourth quarter, they played well against Florida, which now doesn't really show much because Florida's what you say four and seven. Yeah, that game is bizarre. I mean, because if you go back and Kentucky misses that field goal, Florida doesn't have to go for it on those fourth downs, and yeah. they probably don't win the game. So that was like a situation where Kentucky being ahead by more points actually burned them in the end. And which is yeah, which is crazy. You never, you never think of like something if, like that happening. One of six or seven things went like Kentucky's way. They win, and nothing happened. So I mean, I could tell. Um, I like I had the money line bet on that game, and we went up, uh, and the spread was like a point and a half. So I definitely when they went up thirteen, I told Smitty, I said, we're going to lose this game by one point. And, and, <laughs> and we the, did. And, and that's, yeah. man, that's, of course. That's I've seen thing. it so many times. So I can usually tell. So uh, we go, we both go that one to uh, Louisville. Uh, but like you said, it, you never know. And, and the same with me. I mean, you never, you don't know which Louisville. I mean, the defense has looked good and, Unlike last year where you guys were kind of coming in on a high note because you guys played a Patsy before us last season, and this year you guys played Georgia. Last year we played Houston before we played you all. So we limped into the into the game last year. You guys were kind of doing the same thing this year. No, you guys played, had another game. Georgia. All right, West Georgia. Yeah, so yeah. West Georgia, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll move from there to uh, special teams, pretty much just kickers. Um Blayton Creaky on the season is 12 of 14, as longest is 48. I mean, there's really not much you can really talk about this much uh, about this position other than the fact that Kentucky has the kicker back from last year that beat us. So he's the school's all-time leading scorer, which I don't know how much of that's saying because Kentucky doesn't have a big history, honestly. So. I mean, Louisville has had some, had some good kickers in the past. I mean, we had David Akers in the 90s. We had Art Carmody in the – and Petrino's first era here, and then now we got Blaine Creaky, and we've had other kickers. I don't know, but we've also had some terrible kickers. Yeah, I mean those nerds—they make a big difference. It's—I I mean, you almost kind of want to, almost you almost kind of want to get your kid to do something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you can still play football. Like I can still go watch football, and I don't got to worry about my son getting mangled by somebody. You know what I mean? You just hey, let's get you. I in feel a, like if they do get hit, they're getting messed up. So. But that uh, that's really only on kickoff. So you got to worry <laughs> about them getting hit unless they're playing with somebody like like Louisville against Syracuse last week, where you're kicking it off a lot. You really don't got to worry about them getting hit very often. It's like maybe I need to get my son into soccer or learning how to kick early so he can start making. Because if you look at those kickers, they're not big people. Wasn't the first kicker for Petrino? Didn't they get him off the soccer team? Uh, Art Carmody, no, he he was he was there all four years, and he was just a kicker coming out of high school. I thought they had a dude that played soccer. We uh, we we had a punter that actually was a uh, was a was an old rugby player. 
I'm, I, I feel like you don't see that very often anymore, the, the rugby-style punters. Vandy had one, and they got exposed. Like, I've never seen anything like that. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, for me, I feel like we always got a lot of good things from it because it's like, is he going to sneak it? Is he going to kick it? Like, if what's it he bounces do? to the receiver perfectly, though, they can burn you because they're not kicking it very far. So. Yeah. So with this one, I mean – Probably have to go to Kentucky just because, I mean, Cricky is still pretty young. But, I mean, I think he's – I mean, honestly, I don't even really know if we really even need to pick one, to be honest with you. I think we we both wouldn't trade kickers. Yeah, I mean, they're both good. Yeah. Um, McGinnis's only miss – or misses have been from really over 50 this year, which and they missed those in the NFL. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, they missed those in a lot of it. So – I think overall so far, I think both of us pretty much have a, a, a lean towards Louisville. Um, Stats-wise. Yeah, like position by position-wise we do. Uh, I mean, DBs we gave Louisville. Linebackers we gave uh, Kentucky. Defensive line we gave Louisville. You gave Kentucky. The offensive line I gave Louisville. Wide receivers and uh, quarterback we gave to Louisville. And then running backs we gave to Kentucky. So, I mean, I think overall – Right now, position by position wise, we that's we're leaning mostly towards Louisville. But uh, I mean, if if Kentucky was to win this game, what what do you think they have to do? I mean, I know you say they have their best receiver out, so that's gonna definitely gonna hurt them. But what do you what do you say that they have to do? What's their keys to winning this game? Well, if they play exactly like they did last year, they still need four turnovers. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, they have to win the clock. Like, they have to have time possession, like five or six minutes more than mobile, I think. Yeah, keep. Um, so you're saying keep Lamar off the field? Yeah, but much. I mean, you can, even if you keep him off the field, he can get yards and score points in a hurry. So, uh, I mean, I don't feel good about it, but they always say, you know, shouldn't feel good about any of your bets. Yeah. So, 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 so your keys to winning is time of possession. It's, it's keep Lamar off the field as much as you can. Yeah, time of possession. And I mean, Benny has. So, you know, with that being said, Benny has to have a big game running the ball. And yeah. It can't be like 40, 50 yard runs. Like he's got a nickel and dime, like death by paper cut. Yeah. So, and I mean, we uh, we have the tendency to give up big rushing games. I mean. Look at that Boston College game. We gave up over 200 yards rushing to a nobody with Boston College. Benny Snell is definitely yeah, Is that one guy okay that got stiff-armed? I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Um, <laughs> so I think my keys to winning is literally just be the team that you've been the past two games for Louisville. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if Louisville plays like they did last year, I mean, they're probably going to win. So, uh, I, I mean – But you just don't know. I mean, Kentucky has been – I mean, they have to feel disrespected to be favored to lose this game by 10. I mean, they haven't necessarily had a bad year, uh, like computers and Odd Shark and stuff like that. They hate yeah. them just because all their games are so close. So, I mean, the last time they were – I mean, they were favored to lose to Vandy and beat them by like three or four touchdowns. I mean, so you were, just you were 27 point underdog last year. Yeah. So. And – wasn't it? I think that's one of the biggest spread turnarounds, and I know it's the biggest one in the rivalry history. Yeah, there was one earlier this year, which I think was thirty-seven to thirty-eight points.
That that was uh, UNLV, I think, playing like some D two school, like Wofford or something weird like that. They they were favored by I think it was more. I think it was like forty two or forty five. So and they lose at home to that team to a team that a lot of people haven't even heard of. So so for me, it's Louisville just be the team you've been the past two weeks. And Lamar, I, to me, when I heard the press conference after our game last week. It encouraged me a lot for this game. Like, I wasn't really nervous going into the game after these past two. But it's – and uh, not to not to go away, but I think I think you can pretty much say Pittsburgh's going to win. Miami had the ball back, was driving down the field, and they just threw a pick with a minute 45 left, and they're down 10. So, looks like Miami will not be making the playoff. They have, they have no timeouts left either, so – it's a it's a pretty big that's crazy two years in a row now Pittsburgh has beaten the top ACC team. Classic Mark Rick. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that goes back. To, oh, it was a fumble. That's what it was. So, I mean, Lamar in his press conference last week said, "I've been looking forward to this game for a year because I, if he wasn't in the game, we wouldn't have been in the game. That's a fact. But he put the loss on himself because of that fumble late in the game. So." I mean, he has a tendency to get like loosey goosey with it. He does, I mean, I, but he's going to be mad. So yeah, it's so. I mean, I I, I told uh, I told a buddy of mine, Chris. I said, man, after hearing that, I, I really really think it's it, you. You have a guy like I mean, I guess you you think back to like Kentucky basketball. You have a guy like John Walber, like when he says he's going to do something, like you pretty much okay, yeah, he's going to do it. Like with Lamar, like he says he's going to do something, and I feel like. Yeah, he's gonna do it. I mean, that's that that to me it, it went a long way when I heard him say that. I think he's gonna have a really, really big game, which really doesn't say much because he's averaging, you know, four hundred and fourteen yards a game total offense. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know he even played as well as he did last year and he still had like four hundred and thirty yards. So. Yeah, it's and that's the thing, like most people this season didn't really think that he had played that well either. Then you look at his stats and they're arguably better. With everything combined, they're arguably better. Yeah, I mean, just a couple wins away. I mean, yeah. I bet even if they had just beaten Boston College, they'd be more in the discussion. Like, Louisville went through a really bad stretch right there in the middle yeah. of the year. So, so I, I mean, we uh, we looked at the spread before the game. The spread, it started out 9.5 and, and moved up to uh, 10, favoring Louisville. The over-under is 68. What do, you, what do you think on that one? On over under the spread, we'll, we'll go both. We'll first go the spread, and then I would say uh, that's a high spread for it being a home game for Kentucky. Yeah, but I could also see it being more than ten points. So I wouldn't, if you're betting this game, I would definitely stay take, away from it. No, I would take money line for the value. I wouldn't take yeah. the spread. I so I would take money line Kentucky because I think it's like plus three hundred. So. Yeah, I mean, it it's is, not. Uh, Louisville's minus four hundred. Kentucky's plus three hundred. So I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, Kentucky won this game last year, so which you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, as far as the over under, it's kind of hard because if you, I think it has to be under for Kentucky to win this game. Uh, they, I mean, Kentucky's got into the red zone a lot, and they're really efficient. I think they're. 34 or 36, 
but only 22 touchdowns. So, I mean, they can't trade field goals for touchdowns at yeah. any point in this game. And that I, that's really how they're going to win the game. So, you, so you, think the, you think the over-under will happen? I would honestly put it at a push. Like, I bet it's right at 68. These things are they're usually kind of creepy how right on they so, are. So... Not to give my score away or anything, but I think I think both of them will be hit. I think for me, if I'm betting, I'm taking both of them. Uh, but then again, I've also bet in the past and been the. It looks like the worst bet of all time, which I think that's anybody with sports. It's hard. I mean, they haven't. They all their home games have literally gone down to the final possession. Yeah, like that's the that's where I would be hesitant to do it. I mean, Kentucky had a stretch where. Against Eastern Michigan, uh, Tennessee, Missouri, and finally it bit him in Old Miss. The opposing team like threw a hail mary that would have won the game. So, yeah, I mean they're all they're too close for comfort. I mean you get your money's worth for the ups and downs. Of yeah, Kentucky games, so. yeah. I mean you're a season ticket holder at Kentucky. You've I seen mean. some stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll go from there, and we'll go into what do you think. Or what is your score prediction for the game? I haven't gotten a score prediction. If I was uh, betting off stats, then I would definitely take Louisville by four points. I okay. wouldn't know what the exact score would be. But stats are for nerds. <laughs> I'm taking Kentucky Moneyline. I'm probably going to be really unhappy on the way home. But <laughs> if I hit... That plus three hundred is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. So you, so let's just say you take the Kentucky money line, throw a score. Throw a score. Throw throw a score. What you got? Uh, it'd probably be similar to last year. So it it'd probably be 44-41. Yeah. Kentucky. So, I mean, I would still say it'd be over, but I don't feel good about the over just because I just. Kentucky's offense is inconsistent. I just don't know what they're going to do. I mean, if they let Steven Johnson play, mm-hmm. it'd be a lot better. I mean, there's been – that Florida game, he completed like his first 10 or 11 passes. Yeah. And it was like in the third quarter, and I was like, this guy can play. Like, I don't know why they don't let him throw it more. I, and another thing in that Florida game, you guys are winning, and don't they put Drew Barker in the game at one point? Or was that or was that earlier in the season? I, I remember watching one of your all's games where Steven Johnson was playing well. And I think like the they went three and out on one possession, and they put Drew Barker in the next possession. They did that earlier. They didn't do that against Florida. I just I just remember seeing them like. What, you what? know what? That was against. That was against Ole Miss. Uh, Steven Johnson got hurt. Like he was out for a series. They put Drew Barker in. No, there was a game where Steven Johnson was actually still healthy, and they put oh. Drew Barker in. I think that was Eastern Kentucky. East was it Eastern? Yeah, but that, yes, that's happened, what, that's exactly who it was. It, it happened was a couple weeks ago, and Drew. Bless his heart. Tried to like rush for the first down and fumbled it. That so, dude, I can't get that dude's terrible. Like, he is bad. I'd actually, I mean, he's got a year left, but I mean, I might put him having a more disappointing career than Matt Elon. That's that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot to to have a more disappointing. But I mean, I can see where you're coming from because that guy was just supposed to come over and completely take over the reins at quarterback. And it's literally done nothing but just get in trouble outside of football. Honestly, that uh, 2014 Kentucky class, I mean, there were some good pieces there, but 
I mean, they had the higher like rankings, but the other classes have been better. Yeah. So. Um, so my score prediction here, I mean, you went into the red zone breakdown. Uh, Louisville's 39 of 46 for 85%, 29 touchdowns, 10 field goals. And their defense is uh, 27 of 31, giving up 23 touchdowns and four field goals. So I think this is – I mean, I'm going strictly off of – the past two weeks, if the team that was here before the bye week shows up, I could be totally off with this prediction. But uh, I'm going Louisville 42-27. So, I mean, that covers the spread. That covers the over-under by one. No, to, that's that – Puts it at 69 if we're, if we're counting. Puts the, the combined score at 69. Hey, man. This isn't an I mean, hey, I mean, if you ask Joel Embiid, that's a good number. So, I mean, I think we, we both kind of agree position by position-wise that Louisville kind of owns that right now. I mean, I would, I guess I wouldn't say own because there was a couple of them where we were kind of uh, wishy-washy on it. So, I, we'll say Louisville wins it for now. We were split on one, but we were pretty much, I mean, in agreement. In home field, I'd say home field gets you what? Four points. They say three to four normally, four. yeah. And and another thing that goes into – I know we talked about the keys to winning earlier. It, football is so much different than really any other sport where, you know, in basketball, if they have a player that's like – let's just say like Lamar. So, I mean, you, you take like Le, LeBron in 2007. Okay, let's, let's let LeBron get his and then we'll just stop everybody else. Can't do that in football. You can't say, well, let's let Lamar get his and then we'll stop everybody else because it's like Lamar can literally go for 600 yards in a game by himself, and that's just more than what your team can get. So it's it's tough to say, well, we'll just stop Lamar. No one's done that since he's actually started. But I'm taking – again, I'm taking Louisville 42-27. Um, I think it'll I think it'll start out kind of slow, and then Louisville will get a, get a couple – Couple of scores, maybe get a couple of turnovers. I will say, uh, Kentucky has deferred the ball the past like a month. They've scored each time like when they received the ball in the second half. So that is a good trend for Kentucky. I hope that ends up tomorrow. So. so, so you're saying they usually defer and get the ball in the second half? Yes. Do you? My question in response to that though, do you want to give Lamar the ball first? Yeah, absolutely. See, so, yeah, I like being on defense first. It's easier to go three and out in the first series of the ball game. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it pumps up your it pumps up the especially there in Commonwealth, man. If you if you get Lamar the ball first, and then you stop him three and out or stop him without scoring, that crowd's going to be into it early, which is a huge huge thing at home. Yeah, three and outs they get the crowd extremely lit. Yeah, especially there, man. I mean, you watch on TV and you hear all those, you know. Rap songs and stuff after playing on third down. So much rap. Yeah, there's so so much rap. So lit. So uh, I took Louisville 42-27. You took you took Kentucky 44-41. Yeah, but I could I could see your score. I mean, I don't know what really is going to That's why we're doing this. I've man. Seen, I mean, I thought they were going to get blown out a couple years ago, and they went up twenty-one to nothing, and they still got blown out. So <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know, man. So we're we're gonna move from there, and we're gonna go to this week's beef beef. We talked about it yesterday, or two days ago, when we were at the granny. And I just, man, my my beef this week 
it's kind of funny because it has nothing to do with beef. It actually has a lot to do with turkey. But why, why out of all the holidays is Thanksgiving slept on so much? Because of the turkey, it makes you sleepy. That's, that's I didn't even think about that. That's a very that's a very good the point. Done. Yeah. So, but no, I mean you outside of the, you know, terrible killings of a complete race, which we don't want to talk about. That's not that's not the part that I'm mentioning, but. I'm talking about you have everybody that's like, oh yeah, fall. We got, we got Halloween, and then they skip straight from Halloween like right to Christmas. It's like, man, you got you have Feast Week, you have the Maui Invitational, you have the Battle for Atlantis. And it sucks like um, college basketball gets put right in the spotlight, and then it just dies until March. Yeah, I mean, you have you have some games like you know you'll have Louisville, Kentucky at the end of December, and then you go into conference play and you'll have good games like, like one game a week. That's like, oh yeah, I really want to watch that game. Whereas in college football, you feel like every week there's always like two or three like really good games, but the first week and the last weeks of college basketball, I mean, those arguably are probably the best weeks of any sport, to be honest with you, because you literally have basketball on all the time, and there's matchups that you want to watch. This, yeah, and all day, PK too. tournament, I mean, they're going on until midnight. So. Yeah, and there's just – not only do you have those good college basketball games, but now you also have – one, we're talking about the Governor's Cup. You have games like the last night. Bowl season is right around the corner. You have – this is rivalry week, too, for college football. You have the Iron Bowl. You have uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State last night. Um, there's so many good games in both of them that, and it, it it really is just a great week. And then on top of that, you get to have so much good food on Thanksgiving. And it's just, yeah, you said turkey puts you to sleep. Maybe oh, yeah. that is why people That's are the, sleeping on it so much. And another good thing is. I'm gonna go with divorced families because you get multiple Thanksgivings. That's that is that's another good point. I mean, I guess you could go with that with married families too, though, because I mean, like you, you got you went to how many divorced married families? So that's, I actually get like four Thanksgivings. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty legit, man. Uh, so that's that's my beef this week, man. I'm so tired of hearing about Christmas and Halloween. I mean, Halloween's all right. Christmas, I hate Christmas carols. I know everyone calls me a Grinch for it. But I hate cold weather and everything. But to me, feast week with Thanksgiving is is the bee's knees. It's it's the goat of all holidays, if you ask me. I have a short beef. All right, what you got? It's uh, Calipari not scheduling any early season tournaments. It makes me upset. I'd like <laughs> to have been on vacation in Oregon this week. Yeah, maybe Maui. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. He he did the battle for Atlantis the first year, didn't he? Maybe I think that's yeah because you all stopped, did it. Then we did it the next year. I think the last year he did tournaments was 2012, which would have been yeah that was the Battle for Atlantis because we did it in 2013 and then won a title. You all did the Battle for Atlantis and then won the title. We did the Battle for Atlantis and won a title. Which also. is the coolest court. It, it I mean it really it really is. But is there more is there a more exciting preseason tournament than the Maui Invitational though? No, the Maui Finals awesome. Yeah, I um, mean. I don't know though. I mean, this PK one, it felt like a bizarre like tournament game when I was watching it. So I saw. I like to see the final like, this. Game. How many teams are in this? I like think there's 40? four regions. So I mean, it's all the. I think they took 
each conference and took three or four schools. I know uh, all Nike. I know uh, Duke and North Carolina both played like Portland Christian and Evangel. You got to keep them in there. Longer, yeah, you so. got to you got to make sure that they don't get put out early. So, uh, I, I, again, that's Thanksgiving week is the best. Uh, Joey, thanks again for coming on, man. No problem. We uh, I think we I think we pretty much covered everything that you could cover for the Governor's Cup. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this, and maybe you guys can listen to it on the uh, way down to Lexington, or even if you're just you know cooking some food for having people coming over before the game or something. You know, give us a listen, man. Share it, like my page on Facebook, everything like that. And I'll, I'll I'm going to continue to try to get these these things out, maybe two a week, and you know have had different people on, or maybe even have some of the same people on if you guys are liking it. Shoot me different stuff you guys want to hear me talk about and everything too. Um, I appreciate everything you guys have, have said and all that type of stuff. But um, if you guys have anything, man, let me know. Thank you, guys. See ya.